This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as as we worship you today, we know that you're so good and you're calling us in. You want only the best for us. Lord God, we know that you meet us where you're at. Help us to meet you where you're at. Help us to pour our hearts out onto your heart and to receive your grace and your mercy and your blessing in all things. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In the powerful and saving name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One of the many productivity hacks that are out there is this one, and it's before you go home for work from the day, you list out all the things you've got to do the next day at work. And then after you've got that to-do list written out, you mark them either A, B, or C. A are the important things, the most important things, right? The things that drive the mission, and then B, and, and then C. And when you get back in, you, you work on the A's the next day. Well, when I do that, what happens is, you know, at the end of the day, usually I'm pretty spent. I make out that to-do list, and I start marking off the things that are A's, and I start get rejuvenated, right? Start, start getting some more energy. And as the, the night goes on, what will happen to me is I'm thinking about those A's for the next days, I'll say, hey, let's hurry up and get to bed so we can get up and get back to work tomorrow and work on those cool things that we've got to do. Now, that's just kind of the way I'm wired. I don't know if you're wired like that. If you're not like me, good for you, right? But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that connects us, whether you're like me or, or not, is this. I bet this is, have, have you ever started your day off without praying to God. If that's ever been the case for you, what's behind that? What's kept you from from praying to God who, who loves you so much? Is it pride? I already know what I'm gonna do. I, I know how to do it. I, I don't need your help. Is it Forgetfulness, you know, you just have so many things to do that you forget to put first things first. Is it laziness? I know I should pray, I, I just don't. Do you go, you know, it's not gonna do any good anyway? Or maybe you've really never prayed before. Or you're still kind of getting used to the whole concept of prayer. And you're, so I don't, I don't know what to pray for. Why pray in the first place? I imagine there there are a lot of different reasons from from person to person, but understand that, you know, as as we look at Scripture and things like that, in prayer, we go into the presence of God intentionally, and we can get calm and peace and direction and guidance, assurance, love, and and so much more, so much more. 
Today, as Pastor Ben said, we're wrapping up our series, How to Talk to God. I just want to review real briefly the, the last few weeks together that we've had so we're all on the same page. The, the first week we said the, the how to pray, how to pray is, is wow. God, you are amazing. You're so much different than we are. You're, you're so much better than we are. We praise you. We're in awe of you. And then the second week, said that one of the ways to pray is, is to confess our sins, to go to God and say, you know, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, you know, okay, keep in mind now, this isn't, you know, the I'm sorry thing that we have our kids do, right? When they get into it and before they can go to them, we go and tell them, now go and tell them you're sorry. They go, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, this is, this is heartfelt. And then last week, Pastor Ben shared with us a, a, a way to pray, how to pray is to thank God for his wonders and for his providence. And today, what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna go to Jesus and see two ways, what two ways Jesus encourages us to pray. Okay? And so we're gonna go to Jesus' words in Matthew chapter seven, and it says this. Jesus says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Literally, these words that Jesus says, literally what they are best translated is, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. With these words, one of the things that Jesus is telling us is that our prayer life is a relational lifestyle with God. It's a lifestyle with God. And one of the things that, that for some of you, this may shock you, one of the things that these words are showing us is, is that when you pray, your, your prayers aren't just kind of floating around out there, bouncing around off the ceiling or something like that, but that God is really actually with you always. And that God is always listening to your every word and, and to your every thought, your every heart. And that God is always answering all of your prayers. And since prayer is a relational lifestyle with God, then, then in our prayer life, we're to bring our whole life to God, our whole life to God. When Paula, a follower of Jesus, was teaching a congregation like ours and then now ours today how to pray, he said this, he said, pray continually. Pray about everything in your life. So, so it's appropriate to pray for our physical needs, to pray for our emotional needs, our, our mental needs, our spiritual needs, to pray for every aspect in our life, for, for parenting issues, to get the job, to be on the team, for financial issues, any hurts that you have, just you name it. Pray for it all. Because God is listening and God will answer. 
And as you're praying, pray that God would meet you in those circumstances with exactly what you need. And he's always, always listening to you. He's always in tune. And one of the other things that we learn about prayer as we pray, we're to pray not just for ourselves, but for all people. Paul, that same follower of Jesus who was teaching that congregation to pray continually, he told his young mentee, and again, so he's talking to you and me. God has these words recorded for you and me. We're to pray for all people. He says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we might live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So all people. And maybe to kind of help us with that, we can put all people into some different categories, right? The first category would be the people who are closest to us our family and, and our closest and dearest friends. We know a lot about those people, right? And, and so we can bring those needs and those situations right before God and to his heart. And then the next group of people are, are people that maybe like we're acquaintances with, maybe people who, who work across the way from us or who live on the other side of the neighborhood, or, or maybe we can even just think in this group of people, the people who live in our entire city, our area, even our nation. And Paul says with these words, pray for the government. Think about just the last four years. Think about the last four years of all the complaining that everybody, including you and me, Christians, all the complaining about our government. If we would have been praying for our government instead of complaining about our government, how different things would be. If not for our government, in our own hearts. So that's the second group. And the third group is then everybody else. Through, throughout the whole world. Yeah. Pray that their daily needs get met. Pray that if, if they're a believer, that they remain in the faith, and that if they're not a believer, that they would come to faith. I, I don't know, but for like the last 20 years or so, for me, and I just think about praying for the world, for whatever reason, the country of Afghanistan always just comes to my mind. I don't know. God, those who are Christians there, keep them in faith. Those who aren't Christians, bring them to faith. You know, use me, use digitals, use anybody, just bring them to faith because I know and I believe what Paul talked about here, that God wants all people all over the world to be saved, that God is chasing after everyone's heart and everyone's soul. Understand, you're worshiping today, right now, because someone prayed for you. Prayer is powerful and effective. As we worship today, right, we, we have a lot going in our lives. We're, we're busy. And you know, that's nothing new to the 21st century. 
people have been busy throughout all of time. One of the reformers 500 years ago said, you know, I have so much to do. I've got to spend all morning in prayer before I can do anything. We've got a lot to do. The house needs cleaning. Dinner needs to be prepared. The house needs painting. The kids need to be taken care of. There's this work project. There's relationships that we have to take care of. There's serving at at Victory, serving in the community. There's all these many things. And sometimes we can just feel so overwhelmed and so anxious because there's so much to do. It seems like there's not enough time in the day. So what do we do? Flip the script, seek God first, pray. Here's a guide for you in your life and and in your prayer life then. If it's worth worrying about, it's worth praying about. If it's worth thinking about, it's worth praying about. If it's worth doing, it's worth praying about. What two ways does Jesus encourage us to pray? Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Pray like Amazon from A to Z. Everything in your life. Nothing's too big and nothing's too small to pray for or about. We're to bring everything in our lives from A to Z to God because we want our hearts to align with God's heart because God's pleasure is that he always wants the best for you and me. Okay. And so Jesus goes on and he says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. So like a a human father who gives a good gift to their child who asks, so much more our heavenly father. Now I know for for some of us here today that this one's kind of tough because our, our earthly father wasn't such a good father. And so this is, this is really hard. This is kind of like a disconnect for us. But, but I want you to know that, that whether you had a, a not-so-good earthly father or if you had a really good earthly father, that your heavenly father is way, way better than even the best earthly father. It's a whole new league. It's a whole different game. Our heavenly father always, always wants the best and always, always provides the best, so we can go to him, seeking out his will. You know, sometimes, because we're sinful, 
we're, we're praying for what we think is the best. But not only is it, it not the best thing for us, but, but sometimes it might even hurt us. Okay, we, we don't get it because we're simple. We think, we think we're doing the right things, praying for the right things. You know, if we, we go back to, to that first Easter time, there's a big crowd who thought they were following God and, and they said, release Barabbas instead of Jesus, right? We don't always get it. Sometimes we, we think we're asking for bread. We think we're asking for something good, but, but we're really asking for a stone and, and God's too good. He's, he's not gonna give us the bad thing. Maybe think of it this way. Maybe when you were a little kid, you, you really wish that mom and dad would give you cupcakes every night for dinner. Yeah. And you wanted that. This is good. Nah, the answer is no, right? Sometimes what we ask for would be disastrous or hurtful for us. And God's too good. God's too good to give us anything that would harm us. God's too good to give us anything good that we're not ready for. God's too good to leave us even after we've left him. Even after we've blown it. You see, he's a good, good Father, and trust me, I understand. I, I understand that that how God answers prayer is is sometimes hard, right? The scriptures tell us that that God's ways aren't aren't always our ways. His thoughts aren't always our thoughts, and and I know it's hard. Can be sometimes anyway, right? You you pray and you're praying really hard for something, and you don't get it. Or you're praying really hard for something, you really want something, you get something different. We don't always see it. When we get to heaven, we'll understand it. And maybe for some of these things, we've we've already been there where we prayed really hard for something, we didn't get it, and now, you know, like five years down the road, we go, okay, I see. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't get that. But see, we can always pray for God's will in our lives because his greatest pleasure is to provide for us nothing but the best. And so we can pray to God, God, if you please, if you please, God, we're praying for your will in our lives. And we can pray that way because God has already given us the absolute best thing, the thing that we all needed the most by far when he sent his son Jesus to be our savior. And since he's provided for our greatest and highest need, he'll also provide for our lesser needs. And so what two ways does Jesus encourage us to pray? Jesus encourages us to pray from A to Z, if you please. From A to Z, if you please. Let's say that together. From A to Z, if you please. Our whole life. 
God's will. Here's something surprising about prayer. Really surprising about prayer. If we turn to Hebrews chapter 7, it's a passage that's talking about Jesus. And it says, therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. He's talking about Jesus, and it says he lives to intercede. Intercede means to pray. Jesus rose from the dead and lives to continually pray for you. Doesn't that blow you away? That Jesus is every day, all day, right now, forever praying for you. That's what he's doing right now. He's thinking about you and he is praying for you. Jesus is praying for you. That blows me away. All day, every day, right now, forever. When we pray, when we're not praying, Jesus is praying for you. Let's do a little exercise right now. If you're worshiping online and you happen to be driving right now, don't do this one right now, okay? For the rest of us, I ask you to to raise up your palms like this. Turn up your hands like this. And let's let's say say to God, I'll give you three statements and, and repeat after me. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's next. And with these words, we surrender to you, Jesus, our whole life, because you know what's next, and you know what's best. Jesus is praying for you right now. Thank you, God, for that overwhelming comfort and strength in knowing that truth. That as we go through the ups and downs of life, things that make sense and things that don't make sense, that not only are you answering our prayers in the best possible way, but that you're praying for us. Here's something that I want to assure you of. Your life will radically change when you stop making prayer a backup plan or 
a to-do list item. It'll radically change. And so like we did in in our first week, I want to give you time right now to pray, to take your heart to God. Heart to heart, talk with God. The guidance that I have for you today in your prayer life in this time right now is pray. Anything from A to Z, if you please. Let's pray. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.